Imperative, welcome to the show. What's good, man? How you doing? Good, how are you? Good. So are you in Canada right now? I am in Canada for sure, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys are allowed to leave or not, but is it pretty strict there right now still? Things actually just came off here in Ontario. It's kind of different province to province, um, which has been kind of weird throughout this whole thing. Um, I think we've been able to leave for a while. They just kind of make it difficult in the sense like you had to get tested and you had to a bunch of stuff like that. I, I just didn't. Uh, but I'm pretty sure we're good to leave now. We, we just, um, what was it? Monday was no mask day. So future wow. streams were going through the roof. So you're actually originally from Vancouver. Is that right? I'm actually originally from Ontario. Uh, I just spent most, I, I lived in Vancouver for 11 years. Um, and, and that's the longest I've ever lived in one city for. So I've, and that's where I started making music. So that's where, when I call it my hometown, um, it's just easier than <laughs> explaining. Yeah. I was born and raised in Ontario. Ontario. So uh, in terms of music, I say my hometown is Vancouver. Yep. So what inspired you in the first place to start making music? So I used to do competitive snowboarding. Um, that's the whole reason I went out to Vancouver. I was shooting for photos and magazines. I was shooting for videos and stuff like that. Uh, it was like my first year out there. Uh, I was filming for a video that I was actually producing myself called Very Really. And I hit a 50-foot jump and landed with my knee in my face and shattered my orbital bone. Um, so lying and trying to continue the snowboarding after that, it just my mentality was I no longer had a creative output. So my brother had actually just moved. He was going to uh, a school in Vancouver called Pavi, which was like the audio engineering. And he was doing some hip hop stuff. Um, and, you know, I'd always loved the, the music um, at that time. I think there was like a lot of great music coming out. Uh, I was like really listening to a lot of ski beats. Um, the 24 hour karate school. Um, I was listening to a lot of Alchemist, a lot of like sample stuff and fell into place. And that became my new creative outlet. Yeah. So do you remember like who you started listening to first? Like if you go even further back than that, like who do you remember like uh, first rapping or making music ever? Like the first hip hop you were exposed to? First hip were always great for that and i always try and tell people like especially like artists that like, you want to get your message heard and heard by a wide group or like a new group of people or subculture is get your try and get your music into skateboard and snowboard videos um but one the, the biggest one that sticks out is hieroglyphics um and then um uh i'm trying to think of the song name but it's it's eluding me at the moment but the big l fallback that track for sure had a huge what i remember hearing big l and that song like napster or limewire and finding mm -hmm. the full big picture album downloading it and it had like that little cp press and like reprint off the stickers you put it on the press and you put the cd stickers on so uh that one had a huge impact on me was the big l the big picture yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, sorry yeah, about yeah. that. What were you going to no, say? No, 
Okay, so um, what did you start on making beats? Like, what was the, the first equipment that you were? First equipment, I, I tried. Um, so because I like heavily influenced by guys like Ski Beats, and I was like, um, and, and Kanye, and I really wanted an MPC. So I tried getting myself an MPC one thousand. Got the MPC one thousand. I was like, you know, pretty like oh, oh, some of the pads aren't working. So the pads really weren't working. Uh, I was trying to get pads. I couldn't get pads, so I ended up just reselling that. Um, I was trying to use Reason. Yeah, or just really not, not really the. Uh, yeah, that is tough. I actually did the same thing. I don't, I don't make then. beats at all. What's that, sorry? I was saying uh, I actually did the same thing. I went and got Reason, and I was just trying to make beats as a beginner it, on there, and I yeah, ended up just giving up. It's it's overwhelming, right? And they they got like the rewire, it, like it, it's for someone who knows what's up. There's some shit, and it's like, like I have I like I just want to put some drums down, right? Um, and, and so then it, you know, again, yeah. I'll talk about this a lot throughout like my career, my life is just like things kind of fell into place, and it was right around the same time. So when I was getting going, um, I think I started making some like little beats in Logic, but like the 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 layout of that doll just wasn't the best for making a beat and then machine dropped. And that was just so revolutionary for me because it was like, it was like the brand new NPC. So I was already into like wanting to get an NPC digital connection. And, and that's uh, what I started on and I'm still using to this day. Uh, I'm dreading the day that I have to to upgrade and I know what's coming soon because I'm still on the, the very first machine. This is my second, yeah. uh, the second actual machine. The first one I, a homie has right now, so I can keep that if, you know, came down the, down the road, <laughs> I can hang that up on a wall somewhere. Um, but this is like, I'm still using what I basically started with. Did you ever go back to reason and figure it out? Nah. <laughs> once, Do you I, think once, you will? I don't think so. Um, once I got going with machine, um, now like I, I got started right when it came out, so there wasn't a lot of tutorials. So I watched uh, a lot of tutorials that were FL Studio. So yeah. I know that DAW fairly well, without even really having used it. Like I have some friends that use it. And I'm like, oh yeah, just do this, this, and they're like, how do you even know that? Like you don't use this DAW, but it's because so many of the tutorials that I watched for machine. And like having to translate the information, we're actually for FL Studio. Yeah, it's really hard to figure out. I mean, some people they just make it look so easy using like Pro Tools or Reason, and then it just it throws so many people off. Like I, I'm not the only person I know from my area that did the same thing. Like went out and spent five hundred dollars on a program and and then gave up. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm also I come from a Mac background. Um, like I do a lot of graphic design and multimedia design. So I, I've been running Mac since uh, like early 2000. And so uh, stuff like logic and then even machine and the interfaces just like work really well for, for that person who knows like a Mac user interface reason. It was very, that's for someone who knows who's been in a studio. I feel, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'll go back. I don't think I have a, a need for it. Um, you know, I, I've, I've debated getting, uh, there was a period actually, I, I did split my Mac and partition it and I was using windows seven so I could run FL studio and I was making more like trap beats in, in the FL and I was using machine more for like my sample, sample beats. Yep. 
So I've thrown around the idea of getting like FL's at like FL Studio 20 or FLX or whatever they're calling it these days, which you know, I, I think it's a very powerful and, and really geared towards people producing and making beats. Um, but right now, you know, my, my workflow, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So right. I'm pretty content with where I am. I, the other one I'd be looking at would be the, uh, uh, the MPC live would be something that I'd maybe. Yeah. So how long do you feel like you were, um, cranking away on the, on the MPC until, you got good at it and people, you know, started to want to rap on your beats. I want to say like two years, really. I, I know it doesn't sound like a long time. Um, but, uh, I linked, I was, I, when I get into something, I'm, I'm all in like for what so you I'm were scared. at it every day, pretty much. Like, I, so before that, like, like I said, I lost my creative outlet. So I was coming home from work, which I was working in a snowboard shop and I was coming home and I was playing call of duty, which is like a huge waste of time. Yeah. But that was like my stress relief. I got, okay, I'm coming home from work, kick my feet up, play some call of duty. But then once I got into beats, like I, I was coming home and I was turning on machine and I was going at it with headphones to like three, four in the morning. Um, and, and that's just me. Like when I'm, when I'm into something, I'm all in with it. And, you know, when they say, you know, you put in your 10,000 hours, I think I did that pretty quickly. <laughs> um, and, and I was, things worked. Yeah. Started meeting very quickly. And, 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 you know, a scene and thankful the social media, I linked up with an artist, his name was Jay West. Um, so I linked up with him and he was like the kind of sound I wanted to work with. Like he had that, despite being out in Vancouver, he had that kind of grimy East coast kind of vibe and, you know, was actually spitting bars, not just like rapping or, you know, starting to get into that melodic stuff. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of all worked out. And then we were started doing shows and we started putting out some projects and um, like, I go back to some of my beats still to this day. I think I've even last year, I sold a beat I made in like 2013. Cause I, I think I got started. It was like right, right around 2009, 2010 is like right around the start that, you know, messing around with trying to get an MPC in that. Um, so it's been over 10 years now. And uh, um, yeah. Go, so how long was it until you linked up with anyone from the United States and worked with them? That from the States, I think it, it that was more so in the last two years, really. Yeah. Um, so when I first got going with Jay West, that like we were kind of doing our like producer rapper thing. Um, we were we opened up for Cameron and Redman and uh, Action Bronson, a bunch of big acts. But like at that time, I think the music in my brain and the like the, my approach to it was kind of like limited, and I didn't hadn't figured out the potential of social media and being able to reach out to these artists. Like I was just content making music and releasing uh, with Homie, and we we're doing um live shows and with like opening for these big artists and so for me that i was kind of in this bubble and i was content with that uh he decided to stop rapping and then that kind of threw me for a loop and i think i just kind of went into isolation just made beats for a couple years uh and then it was like a vancouver artist junk who kind of brought me back out and then i started seeing more potential from the releases with him and then with social media i really got on my social media game and then um Griselda came, I found Griselda and and it was like music I I've been wanting to make yeah. that sound just wasn't it but it reassured me that I could make that sound and, and you know be sick so I think it was right around 2018 I kind of started 
and, and what I started with. So like, you know, it being beats and, and, and guys like that and, and started making that boom bap sound again. And then um, I think just on, I, uh, who's, he's actually on the intro album burial program schemes. And I've been playing onto that track. So it might've been the US artist really thing and, and I've spent a whole right time. Mm. So um, do you remember like, were you getting your music played on the radio or any mix shows in Canada for a while? Before you, yeah, before you started linking with anyone over here in the U.S. Yeah. So I think so I missed shows. I think I might have missed yeah, the question ahead. there. Sorry. Um, were you getting your your songs played on like a lot of shows? Like uh, I have the Graveyard Ship um, show that I do. Were, were there a lot of shows like that in Canada playing your music? There was. Um, there's like the college radio circuit out here. Um, yeah. So the crimes and treasons out in Vancouver, those were the local guys. So I, I knew like the local shows, but really, again, when it came down to bubble, uh, you know, like that's basically all I knew. So I was sending it to um, that. You can find a list of it online. So I was emailing mm-hmm. kind of everyone. There was like sp- supposed to be this whole process where we're supposed to have CDs and mail the whole thing to everyone. And so I kind of didn't really do that because that gets expensive really quick. Um, but I was sending out to there. I mean, really in the last, you know, I was always good at sending out to blogs. Like I had a blog list and stuff like that. Um, but just in recent years, just, you know, coming across this whole scene that I, I feel like I'm a part of now, uh, this underground scene and, uh, you know, guys that are in it artistically, like doing like either producing or rapping or singing. And then the blogs and the podcasts and radio shows like yourself, I feel like I've honed in on who everyone is and who has their place where and and uh you know i feel like it's kind of like a it's almost like a living breathing ecosystem if you will yeah i was thinking like a lot of these people i've been doing interviews with lately they all know each other and and work with each other and they're all like in different parts of the united states or just all over the world that's just it man i mean that's the beauty part i mean it's a it's a gift and a curse social media um but the gift part is you get to, you know, you and I feel like you and I have been building this relationship for, you know, a couple months now or like, you know, a couple of years, however long it's been now um, yeah. since I started. And, and then, you know, now it's like in, in a way, consider you a homie despite never meeting you or even doing a video chat. But so that's why it's really dope that we're doing this. But like, you know, if, if you needed something like, yo, impaired, I mean, can you do this? Can you help me with this? You know, I would let and right. i've been on video chats with artists that i've never met before that i would say you know our friends like we're linking on phone a couple times and yeah it's 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 a really cool thing to see right now yeah so do you have any idea how you first came about my show the graveyard shift um it was through the homie distracted so actually i think it was right when we dropped i have sadiq and him and i were like discussing how how we were going to go about, you know, promoting it, who we we're going to send it to and that. And he, he mentioned your, your show and your, your, you to send it over to you. So uh, I believe I got your contact info through him. So I'm not sure if he had been on your show before or at least had some music played by you, but yeah, all thanks to the homie distracted. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure, but I, I want to say that the song I, I um, found out about you, 
from was possibly under the scope. But yeah, you yeah. think you were sending me music before that? I think I might have been sending you music before. Um, but you know, I, I, I myself have learned like sometimes it takes time, right? And 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 even building a following and, and fan base, all it takes is like one listen, right? So yeah. um I, I can't always do tracks with Benny and that, but doing that track was for that reason in the fact that I knew people would recognize that name. I knew people would recognize Sep's art. And from there, they would listen to that and then hopefully listen to the catalog and realize, hey, this guy's a dope producer and he can, you know, run run with the best of them. Yeah. Do you feel like that's the song you're most known for at this that, point? That one in Bricks, I think. I mean, Benny definitely got the exposure. I mean, that song definitely has my highest numbers right now. Um, so, I mean, that definitely it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Um, and when, it, when I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I don't shy away from this conversation. Some people do, cause some people want to have this like organic <laughs> collaboration, which doesn't always exist in hip hop. Um, yeah. you know, if someone of a big artist, like let's say like if Benny wanted two chains on a track, him or the label likely paid for that feature, right? Like that's just how it goes. So, I knew I'd, I'd built a relationship with Hyde and I still threw him some money for, for the feature. Um, but we had talked and, and I paid for the feature and, but I wrote a business plan for it. And I was like, this is what the song is for. This is what it's meant to do. This is how I'm going to execute it. And, and it worked out exactly how I hoped it could. Yeah. So where, where, where have these songs, maybe that song or a different single that you put out recently, where have they been played that surprised you the most in the world? Um, Bricks got played on uh, DJ Premier's show yeah. on headquarters, which was, I mean, that was, I think for a lot of us, DJ Premier is kind of the goat. So did you know he was going to play it or was it a surprise? Uh, I, I didn't know. Well, I sent it to DJ Eclipse. So he played it on rap is out of control. And he sent me an email like the day before. He's like, by the way, this is going to be played on Premiere show. <laughs> so I think he knew that like, you know, this was kind of going to be, it was a f- first for me. Yeah. So he wanted to make sure I knew and could tune in and, you know, film, whatever screenshot. So that was a big one. Um, Under the scope uh, didn't get played on Premiere, which a little bummed on, but I I'm mean, surprised. Yeah, there's still time, I guess. It's still hope. I mean, with Bricks, there was a little ode to to Gangstar in there, so I can definitely see why he might have played that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Tony Touch played under the scope. Static played under the scope. So I mean, those are some dope. Yeah, names. that's. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much everywhere you'd want it played. Yeah. So I mean, and Static's a huge inspiration to me as well, like his sound and and uh everything he does as well he's definitely one i'm always checking his beats and seeing what he's doing yeah i don't know if you know this but i grew up down the street from static that's really like uh we came up pretty much just studying hip-hop and uh he just ended up making it like i never thought i could create songs and and i don't know why he he thought like at at an early age he could make music and and he just started doing it with some friends of mine so uh, so I, f- I figured you guys had a good relationship just because uh, the one song when he did actually when he did play under the scope, you helped me get the show. I remember. Oh, that. Okay. So I, I kind of just like put those two and two together. I was like, all right, you know, they got like it's either a DJ bond sort of thing. So I know that you guys have some DJ pools going on yeah. as well. So I wasn't sure, but I knew that there was some sort of relationship there. 
Yeah, we're we're actually both from Exeter, New Hampshire. He he moved there from Massachusetts, but like he, I could walk to his house in five minutes. Crazy. Yeah, so it's it's been crazy seeing what's happened, and he's helped me out a lot, you know, with uh, sending me a lot of music throughout the years. So, um, but yeah, that's that's definitely huge having him play that song. Um, <clears throat> let's see, do you have a song that you've put out that's your favorite, whether it's one of these recent singles or or an older track? Um, I mean, there's definitely a few. I mean, under the scope, definitely. I think just the amount of time I put into it and the fact of having Benny the Butcher on a song, like I got homies that, you know, they're big fans as well. And it's still kind of surreal. Um, you know, it would have been dope. And, and, you know, I really hoped I'm doing that song that it was to turn heads and like even Benny and Hyde and to be like, okay, yeah. Like, you know, this guy, he, he can make this track and he can um, promote it and market it properly. Like this isn't just some guy making beats and, um, like I'm, I'm a, I, I'm a vinyl collector, so I have mm-hmm. like all of Gris, not all, but like I have a good Griselda collection. I have a good amount of Griselda art around here because that's my inspiration, really. Because like I said, I was in Vancouver, this sound really wasn't popping there, so I started getting into like more trap beats because, you know, as much as I love doing the grimy boom bap, I wanted to have a level of success as well. So, yeah, I think under the scope is definitely a big one. Bricks hit pretty home too because like that one. Doesn't use any sample, but I think it's got a really dope sample vibe to it. Um, is there a song you feel like is your most slept on? Like you put it out and you and you were kind of surprised that um, it didn't get the response you were expecting. <laughs> every other song, <laughs> every other song, pretty much that I put out. Uh, well, I, I, it's funny, man. Like when I have Sadiq dropped. Um, that one, like, say, the, the underground blogs and, I guess, the underground circuit, if you want to call it that, everyone was, like, showing it love. But then stream-wise, it was slow. Yeah. Um, same thing's happening right now with, whoa, you know, uh, Insomniac Magazine put it number one on there. Um, it's already been played by DJ Trackstar twice on, on Shade 4.5. But then the streams are just, like, crawling. And so it's mm. always just kind of interesting how that works. Now, su- success comes in different ways, right? So uh, I'm not basing it just on the numbers, but it's hard not to sometimes. Yeah, really. Um, so would you say Ontario has a pretty good underground scene? Like, is there a lot of uh, other artists there? There is. Um, they're mostly in Toronto. I'm out in London, so it's like two hours outside of Ontario. Ontario's big and it's like spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Toronto, you got Daniel Sun, you got yeah. A Sun, uh, you got Falcon Outlaw, um, Cypher Soze, um, um, myself. Is there any producers that you're really feeling um, in Canada? That uh, Nicholas might not Craven know about over here. Nicholas Craven out in Montreal. Yeah. He's got a, a really unique sound, and he's been killing it, and and you know how he's done it. So I always like trying to look outside of you know just like the sound wise um vago 604 he, I think his social media handle is vago 604 um he did some projects with a son chong wizard um who's out in bc as well but not not many people know that um i'm a big fan of boy wanda as well so we can step up to we want to call it the big leagues and drake and that but boy wanda that guy can produce like whether he's going to do like a hard like you know kind of 
modern boom bap song or if he's going to do some of his more like you know melodic drake stuff that guy can produce hmm. is there anyone like uh, that you consider like a uh, canadian legend like whether they're a rapper or a producer like that just not many people know about at all that never really got their respect that they deserved huh that's, that's a good question um it's a really tough loaded question really um I don't think I have a direct answer for you at this moment. I'd have to think about it a little bit more. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I saw there was a song. Uh, is it the president that was the, just put out the other day? Uh, it was this little snippet of a project I'm doing with Shayna Ashley. Um, the song is called Any Means. We got ten tracks together called The President. Um, oh, that's okay. gonna be so that's the project. Okay. That's the project name. The song is called Any Means. Um, it's got Shane Ashley, uh, B dot the God, and then it's got another feature, uh, kind of big battle rapper that I can't say at the moment, but so when do you think the, uh, project will be out? So barrel plots and pyramid schemes is coming first, and that's going to be kind of all rolling out in April. And then we're going to start releasing the singles in May for, for the precedent. So when did you start on, uh, burial plots and pyramid schemes? That one started like 2018, like the very first, like I said, the very first song I had the idea, I had the title, um, like 2018, if not earlier, uh, but I just didn't have like the people to work with. So I just waited on it and I ended up dropping my EP full circle first. And then once that was out of the way, I was able to really like focus in on burial plots and pyramid schemes. So it's, it's been a while, but it's been like kind of like a concept and an idea I've had in my head for a while. So it's nice to finally see it coming to, to life and to light and you're going to see the, the light of day. So how many singles have you put out from that so far? I did six. So pretty much half the album. Yeah. Now, were you strategically putting them out like every couple, like a month here or, or this one every, you know, a certain time period? I was doing every two weeks. And then for the last couple, I slowed it down um, just because I re- reevaluated recalibrated kind of my strategy and i think i was kind of rushing it before and for the last release and then the album release i'm kind of coinciding it um with bandcamp friday and exclusive uh, and releasing it exclusively first on bandcamp and then i released the the album a couple weeks later just on streaming yeah so um what's the meaning behind the name uh I don't know it came to, well, like it came to me. I don't know where it came to me, but I, like I, when I'm making beats, you know, I kind of just think of some bars in my head sometimes. Like I'm not a rapper. I'm probably never put out a rap album, um, but it's hard not to sometimes, you know, you get a little flow and you start spinning something just to like hear how it would sound and burial plots and pyramid schemes. It's a, it's a play on plot and scheme, but adding the burial in front of it, and pyramid in front of it, it just kind of like gave it this really dark feeling. Yeah. Well, that's why I was wondering if there was a meaning to it because it sounds like, um, I don't know, like some type of conspiracy theory. I mean, I, I think it just ties into who I am as a person. Um, yeah. So my, my EP full circle has a picture of my eye on it, which is blue and brown. Um, so it's very light and dark. Uh, I am a Libra. So I like, and I don't know, it seems like I'm Libra through and through, like everything is balanced. 
So Burial Plots and Pyramid Schemes. And then there's actually going to be a second album, which will go hand in hand with this one, which will be called High Hopes and Lucid Dreams, which is a play on hopes and dreams. So Burial Plots and Pyramid Schemes is a little bit more of the darker album. And yeah. High Hopes and Lucid Dreams will be the, the lighter one. How far into you on that project? I've got a couple tracks, but it's basically after this album drops because I got into doing the Shane album. Um, High Hopes and Lucid Dreams will hopefully be either late this year or around the same time next year. Yeah. So um, you were pretty much working on the album during the lockdown and pandemic, right? Is that yeah. kind of, did that give you an extra boost, you know, to have more time to work? And do you feel like definitely, you took advantage definitely. of it? Definitely. I mean, um, I moved from Vancouver to Ontario. I was working for a little bit and then the pandemic hit and I was laid off, which kind of gave me the opportunity um, to kind of collect some government money. Some people may or may not agree with that, but, you know, I just stayed laid off um, and just worked on my music and focused on my music. And I think in the two years that I did that, I really made some leaps and bounds with my sound, my, my name and my brand. I feel like in the last couple of years, or at least in the time you've been sending me music, I've definitely like seeing your name stand out a lot. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, when you're putting out these singles, the artwork is kind of, um, you know, you have the white border around it and it, there's a lot that's similar to it. You know, like a, there's a brand recognition definitely for sure. With all yeah. Your that's something I, I really wanted to do with this project. Um, and, and I mean, I come from a, like I have a diploma in multimedia design. And so like included in that is a lot of like marketing and promotion and, um, you know, I've, I grew up with skateboarding and snow heavy and oriented as well. So, um, I've, I've known kind of since I got into music, if I really wanted to do this, it's like the music has to be dope, but so does the brand. Mm -hmm. um, so when I really got going on my Instagram and like really like focusing in and zeroing in on it, it's like, if you see a lot of my photos as well, like I always have that bar at the bottom that always has my logo on pretty much on almost every photo i don't always do it but for the most part and like i get people that collab with me and they're like yo can you can you post a picture and can you put that bar on there I'm like, um, <laughs> but for this album i had uh jordan commander um do who who used to be the manager for air vinyls like he's very low-key in the scene but he does a lot and um he was someone who i kind of like saw and and around and i started seeing his art as well and i was like oh that dope's really art like that art is really dope and i think that would really suit what i'm trying to do for this project so he did the cover and then he did the back cover and we started there and then it took me a while to kind of finish the project get all the features in because it's not just me as a rapper getting a couple features it's me trying to get two to three rappers on every single song and yeah. so i'm sure i know you've dealt with rappers as well and and, and i love them but, uh, you know, time isn't always on their, like, priority list there. Right. Um, but uh, then I was getting into, like, okay, well, now I, I got set to do the, the single cover for Under the Scope. And I had um, Squat Deadface do the single for, um, for Bricks. And, uh, like, art and music going I do my own art. I was doing a lot of my own art, but I just now it just made more sense to have other people that are more recognizable in the scene to help get my name out in the music sense. Mm -hmm. So um, I was trying to figure out what to do for this. 
was going to get some other people to do it, but then I was just like, why don't I just ask Jordan and be like, yo, how much will you charge me to do all the single covers? So, so now it has created brand recognition um, for this album and for this project and for me, um, and it definitely stands out. And so he, there was, uh, he did the five singles uh, for this one, the album cover, the track listing. Um, but he also did all the, he did the cover for the next one too. Like I already have that high hopes and lucid dreams album cover and he'll be doing all the single artwork for that one as well. Nice. So, I mean, that's going to be a long, <laughs> long period of just his art, but I mean, I'm cool with it. And, and like you said, it's brand recognition. Um, but after that, I mean, I'll, I'll probably, um, you know, for no other reason than just wanting to, to explore some more things. Um, but Jordan is definitely the home. I just, you know, was talking to him earlier. I think we're going to get some prints done for the album. And I'm literally in front of me on Photoshop is like final cover. I just, I'm finalizing that. Yeah. So are you pretty relieved this album's finally coming out? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like I said, it's been, it's been a long time coming. Um, you know, I put a lot of money into this one. I put a lot of time into this one. This one was really me. Um, and I think so far it's doing what I hoped it would do, but this is me kicking down the door of this like underground scene and being like, yo, like I can, I can hang with the best of them. I can, you know, I can produce just as well as these, these other guys. I may not be down in New York, but like I demand attention and like my beats and my music d demands that you hear it. And that's just it. I mean, I, I, I'm, that may not come off a certain type of way, but like, you know, I'm confident in my sound um, and I, that, that's where I'm trying to grow. Like I want the, the big guys, like I have a fly God uh, print right above my computer here. And like, I, that's who I would love to get to, you know, working with guys like him and flea and rock Marcy. And, um, you know, I think I still have in my career that I want in a way, kind of like evolve, yeah. like kind of, kind of Kanye has as well. Um, and, and do some more commercial stuff where it's like, the imperative version of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and get work with underground guys, but put them in a, a scenario where they have to rap on a more commercial type mm. sound. Yeah. So, um, what, when you can travel more or, or in the future, do you plan on going to New York and, and just working with as many people as you can? It, it's on my list of things to do. Um, you know, two years is up of the pandemic. Uh, I know we can travel now, but I mean, a lot of, into myself and his project and that so uh, i just started a full-time job again so I'm, I'm working full-time so it doesn't always allow for travel but the goal one of the big goals is to be like um i, I work closely with g4 jag um at part of his fly fam and so i would love to go down to to new york i think he's in rochester right now but um go link with him and, and a bunch of artists and really try and meet as many people as i can because this online stuff is one thing yeah. um, and, and you can build some good relationships and networking but that face to face, that handshake is like a whole other thing. You know, when, when people see your vibe in the studio, um, like I even know from like even working when I was in Vancouver, I'd have local artists come over and they'd be like, okay, well let's hear some beats. And I just start going off and they'd be like, yo, I didn't even know you had beats like this. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, like, and so it's just so different. So yeah, getting to New York, other places is dead. Now, um, 
Do you have any local artists in the town that you live in now that come over and record with you or make music? Um, so I just got here in November. Um, I just started linking with some artists. Um, I don't know if we will record. There, there may be a little bit on a, a different um, sound, but uh, there might be some possibilities there. Um, but we are doing uh, a show, and they have me actually DJing the artists. A little bit of techniques here to blend some songs by by April ninth. Um, let's see if you. Well, I guess you already answered that. I was gonna say if you could work with any artist, who would it be? And so it would be West Side Gun, probably. West Side Gun is a big one, um, for sure. I mean, even having the trio on something would just be kind of legendary. Rock Marcy, I, I listen to a lot of him. Um, Ka is really dope. But I mean, I think he's producing most of his own beats. Um, I mean, I've had the pleasure now, like after this album, it's like, I mean, some of them are paid features, some of them are collab, but I mean, I've had a chance with like a lot of artists that I would want to work with on this project and leading into high hopes and lucid dreams. I already have like a fairly good idea approach that have even approached me just from seeing some of these single releases. And I think people, like you said, like people are really starting to see the name more and more um you know on things like you know the grave the graveyard shift like they're seeing the name there they're seeing the name on insomniac list they're seeing the name on uh dj Trackstar stuff so i think the name's starting to 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 ring a bit and that oh, makes definitely. it a little bit easier when i'm trying to to make and make some music so do you have a top five favorite albums of all time uh yeah yeah i would uh i'll have to think about it for a second i wasn't prepared for that um is that um fly god by west side gun would be another one um what else we got um kanye's my beautiful dark twisted fantasy we're at three now what else we got <laughs> um uh, there's uh are these all albums that you love mostly based on the production no like i mean i, I i'm big into like raps and sound i mean um I, i've i've researched <laughs> it sounds weird but like i've researched rap too and like um i wanted to really understand it so i got like a couple books and stuff like that and it's like you know rap isn't always about bars and and heavy like lyrics like that like sometimes it's like like west side gun the reason why i like him is like yeah he's got bars but it's the way his delivery is yeah it's just like really swagged out and just like um but yeah production is definitely a big one watch the throne would be another one is uh, there an album that you think is like the best produced album in your opinion or just a complete masterpiece i i think like for me and just like my by coming into listening to hip hop, I think my beautiful, uh, not like I've always listened to hip hop, but like it just diving into it a lot more would be my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. And I know that's a lot more commercial than, Oh, I, that one. And you know what? Uh, Hermit and the recluse, uh, or is it Orpheus. Yeah. That, that, that album is like incredible. Start to finish. Is there any from the eighties or nineties that you really love that you just look at and you're like, this is, just incredible hip-hop albums yeah production wise um i think you're catching me off guard here yeah these are (laughs) tough questions 
yeah. you put on the spot for? Um, uh, Mob Deep's Hell on Earth would definitely be one. Murder, yeah. mu- murder Music was one for me. Um, Cypress, <laughs> I mean, those are two produced I feel like ones. Those, I feel like Cypress Hill and Mob Deep kind of um... – like that makes sense with the way your sound is. Yeah, I mean, those and that, that, those were ones that I was listening to first, and, and like it's funny it, things kind of go full circle like that. Um, murder music, like I, I still have the CD case for it, but I don't know where the CD went, unfortunately. But uh, again, it was like, it was stuff that was being introduced to me through skateboard videos. Yeah. So could people look up your name and see um, like snowboarding videos and stuff still out there? You probably could, um, but a lot of it's just like it's hard to search. It's just so filled with nonsense now. Um, But if you look deep enough, you can find some stuff. I've I've left some stuff on some old YouTube channel. All right. So um, I saw you have um, a bunch of merch. You have hats, shirts. um, You're on Bandcamp, of course. Yeah. You're on Beat Stars. People can get beats on there. Is there anywhere else where people can buy you merch or beats? That's pretty much it. I mean, direct contact on Instagram is like, I, I use Instagram as my primary social media, um, but anywhere, if you were like, Oh, I wonder if, if he's on there, it's, you just got to type in the name cause I, I spell it uniquely. So uh, you can pretty much find that, but it's I M P E R E T I V. So pretty much any social media, if you just search that spelling, you're likely to find me. Yeah. It acts. That's, that's part of the thing that makes you stand out, honestly, is the the way it's spelled. Is I just I see the name on a track list and I'm like, oh yeah, you know. Yeah, and then I I, I used to do lowercase, and then I just like really started pushing like the all caps thing from from Doom. So rest in peace to Doom. Uh, I was like, well, it was also I think it's it's weird transition. It was like when I was still kind of coming up and like growing, and it was like, okay, I'm just like lowercase imperative like you know but then i I hit a point i was like no my name needs to be cap it needs to be bold and it needs to be big and that that was kind of like this transition of like you know like i'm at a point now where you know this makes sense yeah um then the name itself i'll just so it does i spell it that way um that's the way it's pronounced so if you were to look up like the regular spelling on in like a dictionary underneath they always have the pronunciation and that's how it's spelled for the pronunciation hmm. so it's that's, actually surprising that no one else has used that name really in hip-hop yeah it works out so um yeah no I, I, people were like why didn't you just use your real like government name because my name's nathan butcher which is short and then i use nate butcher that which sounds people, like a rap name yeah yeah and people are like yo that's just a rap name but i mean now you have benny the butcher you have beat butcher um there's already a lot of butchers so i mean this kind of just worked out did you ever use a different name than this first name i mean i i had this name since uh 2007 i just didn't know what to do with it um it was before i was even doing music it was going to be a skateboard snowboard brand it was going to be a skateboard snowboard shop and i never did anything with it so when it came time to like okay i'm gonna start putting some beats on soundcloud what's what's my name gonna be that just stuck out and it was like it this it was still in the back of my head and that's what it became that's perfect so it's it's actually it's like you said at the beginning of the conversation you said everything kind of fell in place for you so far 100 percent, man and even even things like my album names like barrel pots and pyramid schemes it was a name that just sort of popped up in my head full circle um popped up in my head on a road trip and then it just it kept ringing in the back of my head like it was 
it had to happen. It was meant to happen. I mean, that's getting just like some conversation on like fate or, but like, I believe in that stuff and universal energy and consciousness. So like, and I, I talk about this sometimes too, is like when I'm making beats sometimes I like, I'll just click on a snare and it's the right snare the right away. Hmm. And so like, I don't think too hard. And then at the end I'm like, yo, I made this. And it just feels like something's coming through me to make these things. So you kind of get into a flow state. Uh, yeah. I kind of, I do that with the show. Like I try not to think about what I'm going to play because I, I get so many tracks from people now. And then I kind of just go through and I try I just go with the flow kind of. I think that's the best way, man. I, I, I call it divine creativity. That's what I call it is divine creativity. And I think we all have it. And I think there's like an energy. And if we just let go, the, like, the right thing's going to happen. Yeah, it seems that way. We got to trust ourselves. Yeah, definitely. So um, is there anything else you want to let people know about the album coming out next week or anything else on the horizon or just anything you're working on at all? Yeah, sure. sure. Uh, I got so Burial Pots and Pyramid Schemes drops exclusively first on Bandcamp. Friday, April 1st, there's going to be uh, there will be a final pre-order, maybe some prints and some hoodies as well. Um, then that comes out digitally on, on um, and I got the project with Shannon Ashley, the president. And with Burial Pots and Pyramid Schemes, there is two versions. So there's the version for CD and vinyl which is different than streaming streaming. You're just going to get just the songs like as singles. And then if mm -hmm. you get the CD or the vinyl or the Bandcamp version, there's a bunch of little like extra stuff in between most of the songs. Okay. Um, I got a project in the works with a son Eastwood. We are probably four tracks deep. Um, okay. got a project with block Lord. That's about four tracks deep, but they've just been kind of put on hold for a bit. Um, two instrumental projects, which is just the instrumentals of all the songs I've dropped in the last year. Um, but I'm going to split that into two kind of seven track projects and a few. So you're going to have a busy 2022. It looks like, yeah, I mean, you got to stay busy in this industry to stay relevant and you got to stay busy to try and make that money. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're working with ASO and Eastwood because I actually just started listening to them a little bit here and there. And, uh, well, in the past year, maybe. I just kept, I saw his name pop up a few times and I checked out his music. It's, it's really good. He's, he, he's, he's got, the, he, yeah, he's got this like really, really unique voice. I know my engineer was like, like he was excited to work on it just because it's a really unique voice. And then what he's saying as well, like, um, like most of his tracks, like sure you can get into those grimy hard bars, but a lot of times he speaks like knowledge as well. Like he's, you know, he's a really intelligent individual. So um, really blessed to be working with him. I met him for the first time at a show recently. And uh, you know, he, after the show, like we'd already been working on music together, but that was the first time we met in person. Uh, he was busy with the show, but then he made sure he like messaged me after he's like, Hey man, I just want to say thank you for coming out. And you know, that means a lot to, to me. I think that, you know, building relationships and that is like, I get hip hop is really like this tough music and like really <laughs> ego driven. But I mean, you know, we're, we're in 2022 and when someone is genuine like that, that's the type of person and, and people that I want to be working with. So I'm, I'm really blessed to be working with a son on this. And uh, I've, because I, He's been pretty like 
he's been cool with these. Like, you know, I know we'll get back to it when when the time's right. So, yeah, he's yeah. It's really... funny. Most MCs they're actually really friendly. Like, no matter what they rap about, they're they're usually really outgoing and friendly people. They are for sure. I th- I think just times have changed, right? I mean, um, I mean, <laughs> there there are some not so nice ones out there too. And right. dealing with this album, definitely, I've I've seen both sides of it. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, do you have any shout outs you want to give before I let you go? Um, yeah. Shout out to G4 Jag, Fly Fam. Shout out to A Sun. Shout out to everyone on Burial Plots and Pyramid Schemes. There's way too many names there. Uh, shout out to Jordan Commander. Um, shout out to Jay West. Uh, yeah, Vancouver. So, so junk. Uh, yeah, that's that should be it. Shout out to you, man. Thank you. I appreciate you for bringing me on this and, and giving me a platform to you know talk my ish. Yeah, no problem. It's good talking to you, and uh, I really like the music you're putting out. And um, just please keep me posted on everything, and uh, keep sending the tracks. I'm gonna keep playing them. Uh, of course. All right, take care. All right, much love, homie. I appreciate you. You too. Peace. The, 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 the Craig Crozier Podcast. Podcast.